Welcome to the Mama Sifid podcast. In this episode, we have Dr. Savannah Gardner, who is a Webster certified chiropractor who's located near us here in Southern Pines, North Carolina. So if you're local to us, definitely check her out. We're really excited to chat all about how chiropractic care can help you during your pregnancy, maybe during your birth, and then help you recover in the postpartum. Welcome to the Mama Safe Fit Podcast. This is Gina, perinatal fitness trainer and birth doula. And this is Roxanne, labor and delivery nurse and student midwife. And this is the Mama Safe Fit Podcast, where we empower you on your prenatal fitness, birth, and postpartum return to fitness journey. Our podcast shares how to move throughout your pregnancy to stay strong and comfortable. Pain is not a requirement of pregnancy. Understand the science of birth and how to approach recovery after birth. We share our personal experiences as mothers navigating the stage of lives, plus our professional expertise as birth workers and fitness professionals. Our goal is to help you feel confident as you navigate the perinatal timeframe for an empowering pregnancy, positive birth, and postpartum journey. We are glad to have you with us on this journey and that you've chosen us to support you. So welcome to the Mama Sifid podcast. In this episode, we have Dr. Savannah Gardner here, and I'm really excited to have her chat all about how chiropractic care is so beneficial. So I know there's sometimes a little bit of like chiropractic care is like woo-woo, but I do find it to be very beneficial and something that Roxanne and I have both used in our own pregnancies. So can you introduce yourself, Savannah? Yeah. Hey, I'm Dr. Savannah Gardner. I am a pediatric and perinatal chiropractor. I also claim to be like a sports chiropractor. I always say that I adjust anyone womb to tomb. So I have done quite a bit of extensive training in pediatric care, and I'm Webster certified, as I mentioned, but I also see anyone in all ages. I love my practice and I love my job because at any point in time I'll have, you know, like a three day old baby on my table and an hour later it's a professional golfer or something. So it's really cool to kind of see how that I can treat and use chiropractic care, not only during pregnancy and prenatal, but also throughout life. So that's always really fun. But I am so excited to be here and not to be a fangirl or anything, but when I was back in chiropractic school, you both played a huge role into me becoming a prenatal and pediatric chiropractor. So y'all have been a big influence on my life and my education. So I'm really grateful to be a part of this. And it's kind of like a big moment for me. I'm like, wow. <laughs> well, thank you so, for agreeing to come on. Yeah. Thanks for having me. So what inspired you to become a chiropractor? Like what, what made you want to get into like healthcare? At a, I guess we're, we're like, we should take all the credit for you being a <laughs> chiropractor, but what, what made you want to go to chiropractor school? Yeah. So originally growing up, my sister was disabled. So I grew up in a, you know, a home where we were caregivers and we, she had a very extensive seizure disorder. So, you know, my whole life already from the get-go is healthcare and I didn't even realize it, but that definitely played into a role of what I wanted to do and how I wanted to help people going forward, not only in my childhood, but also in my career. So Growing up with her, we were always at the University of Florida. She was a research baby there. And so I was always on the pediatric floor with the pediatric oncologists and the special needs kids. So I always knew that I wanted to be somewhere in healthcare. It was just a big part of my life. And I just loved seeing kids get better and seeing just the full interaction and just the job as a whole. But I always thought I'd maybe get into like manual therapy, PT or something like that. So when I went to college, I was focused on that. And I found chiropractic care through, you know, my own personal injury. Actually, when I was in high school, I had a tumbling injury when I was 14, and that led me to have spinal surgery when I was 17. So I had a spinal fusion, so I've got some rods and screws in my back. But I had, you know, residual pain. And so when I went to college, of course, my surgeon said, never lift again, you know, don't return to sport, do a job that's at a desk. And I was like, okay, sounds great. You know, that's that's how my life's going to be now. Okay. But when I got to college, I ended up still continuing my sport. I was a baton twirler, so I was still twirling at Alabama. And my athletic trainers were sick of me complaining of back pain because I had suffered from post-surgical pain. So I actually got referred to a chiropractor through them. And 
And I had no idea what I was getting myself into. In fact, I was quite terrified just because my surgeon, along with the other recommendations, said never see a chiropractor. But, you know, I trusted my athletic trainers, got on their table, and I instantly felt better. So I ended up getting an internship with them. Again, had no idea what I was doing, but I saw people get better, and I thought it was a really unique field. And kind of how I practice now, I saw so many different age groups and so many different phases of life getting better from treatment. So I was like, all right, you know what? You know, docs, where did you go to school? You, you look pretty smart. <laughs> I think I'll go there. And it turned out to be in Florida. So that's kind of where I went. I went to Palmer College in Florida because they have multiple campuses. But it was an awesome couple years of my life. And I'm excited to now be able to practice. It's been a dream come true. So what is chiropractic? Explain <laughs> the entire concept in one minute. So it's not like putting your spine in place. Yeah. It's not like those crazy videos with like the skeleton where they're like... I get sent those the ones that I send you every time I see them. I'm like, is this you? How would you explain chiropractic care and like what it's actually doing? Because it's not like putting your spine in place, but it's obviously doing something because whenever I got adjusted during my pregnancy and postpartum, I always feel different and I feel better, but I want to be able to explain it in the right way. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of misconceptions with chiropractic. And I think research has evolved over time, just like with the medical field as well. You know, we're actually primary care physicians. We go through four years worth of training, just like a medical physician. But whereas they treat with chemicals and medicine, we treat with our hands and with actual physical manual therapy. So what we're looking for is to see if there is any pathology. We're also looking to see how joints move, how the muscles and the soft tissue around it apply to that. You know, objects in motion, stay in motion. So that's kind of our job. And we've seen even through the past, you know, couple of years with COVID, and everything, we now know that we need to exercise, we need to stay moving. And so that's kind of the whole premises of our job. There's like a lot of chiropractors out there that'll still, you know, kind of go towards the old philosophy style of practice. But now we're really getting more evidence-based and we're able to apply more orthopedic and assessments through that light. So really what we're doing is just keeping joints moving and keeping everything around it functioning at its highest ability. The whole goal is optimal performance. But whereas a lot of times medical field will kind of focus on the pathology and what's, you know, we're treating the symptom, we're very much like salutogenic model of just finding what the cause is and treating the why. So a lot of what I do is looking at why we move the way we do, why we're feeling the way that we do. And a lot of times people come in with pain in one place and I treat somewhere completely else, you know, just because we're looking to see what's causing certain movement or what's keeping you from moving a certain way. So really just focusing on movement capabilities and what people can and can't do and why they might be feeling a certain way. Which seems to really apply to pregnancy because we want the pelvis and the surrounding structures to move easily and well. And so it would make sense that chiropractic care is something that can be really beneficial for somebody during their pregnancy. And so for you as a perinatal chiropractor, Webster certified chiropractor, how do you approach treating someone during their pregnancy and how is it different from like the general population person that shows up on your table? Yeah. So the good news is, is pregnancy is just a normal physiologic process. Of course, we know that, but a lot of times people don't. So there's a lot of fear factor of like, when am I able to get adjusted or is it okay to, but I'll treat anyone at any point of their pregnancy. You know, I definitely treat things differently throughout. We know that during the beginning of the pregnancy, although we don't necessarily feel the changes, they're happening. And towards the end, obviously we've got this big little belly and we've got a baby inside and there's things that we look at differently, but my treatment doesn't necessarily change. The only thing that really changes is the force applied and just looking at different soft tissue structures based on where we're at during that pregnancy. A lot of times during the first trimester, I actually focus a lot on vestibular system and balance and just making sure that we're comfortable as a whole as we are starting to expand. But as we're getting towards that later term, you know, we are looking to see that we balance the pelvis, make sure baby's able to 
do what they need to do because we know that babies are going to do what they're going to (laughs) do. But we want to set them up for success. We also want to set up mom for success. So it's really just supporting them throughout pregnancy. So I heard a rumor, maybe it was from you, that a chiropractic adjustment could potentially help with nausea. Yeah. And share more about that. I mean, I can't guarantee, right? We can't make any promises, but we do know that in the upper cervical area, all of our musculature helps with us perceiving where we're at in space. So when I say vestibular system, we're talking about balance and also our hearing, because that plays into that. But all of our joints in our upper cervical area play into that. You know, our job up here is to say yes and no. I always say these are yes and no bones, but a lot of the musculature here plays into that role. So if we're stuck in one position, or we're kind of misbalanced because of change in gravity, even though we don't see the little bump, it's happening, that baby's growing and we're changing the way that we're standing and you know moving through space. And that can definitely apply to the way we see the horizon. I always tell people to like think about when you see an older person walking around in public and their body's all crooked, but their head's still on the horizon. It's because that musculature in the upper cervical area is trying to help pull them and get them back on that horizon to at least stay balanced. So a lot of times moms will come in with nausea and balance issues, dizziness, and sometimes that's blood pressure, but a lot of times it can play into a role of the way that our upper cervical area is moving. So during pregnancy, there's obviously a lot of uterine ligaments that are growing and lengthening as the uterus grows and baby grows. And we also have this pelvis that is kind of containing all of that. How does Webster Certified Chiropractic Care help to balance the uterine ligaments and the pelvis? And then could you explain like what Webster Certified is? Yeah. So the Webster protocol was actually developed by, I believe his name is Dr. Larry Webster. And what it does is it focuses on balancing the pelvis. I am in no way changing the way the baby's moving. We're really focusing on mom and the way that her joints are moving and the ligaments and the soft tissue around it. So what it is, the protocol itself is focusing on different musculature that we know plays into a huge role when it comes into labor and delivery. So obviously the pelvis is really flipping important. So looking at the SI joints, I focus a lot on sacral movement. From there, we'll go to the muscles and we'll look at the piriformis muscle. And then we'll also look at the sacrotuberous ligament, which is kind of a low and close ligament, but we'll always check that one just to make sure that it's moving good. And then a lot of times we'll have mom flip over. And I know that a lot of women suffer from pubic symphysis pain. So we actually do check the pubic bone. So we're looking to see that that joint's moving because some people don't realize it, but it's a joint and that's really important to balance as well. And then we'll look at the round ligaments and we'll also look at the psoas muscles. So really just focusing on those things. Of course, we look at everything else while we're at it, but that's kind of what the protocol circles around. You don't have to be Webster certified. At least my school teaches the Webster protocol, but it is owned by the ICPA and that's who does teach the Webster protocol and the certification. So when you're looking for someone for prenatal care, that's definitely something to look for is if they're Webster certified, but that's not necessarily something you have to have. I just would recommend it just because they do have that extra training. So in school, is it just like an hour-long class? Because I know folks are like, don't take nutrition advice from your doctor because they had an hour block in their 10 years of school. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Is it similar for chiropractic school? Like the Webster protocol is like an hour block. And so how long is the actual certification? So the certification for a practicing physician is only a weekend. It's like a 20-something hour seminar, but it's usually just like a refresher course. Because again, we learn it in school, but it's really just getting into that deep perinatal care. You know, that's something to look for when you are looking for a prenatal chiro. Are they someone who's just claiming to be Webster certified or do they really practice on pregnant women and, and have that knowledge base? I'll be honest, our schools only give us so many classes on pediatric and even elderly care, right? Like we're usually taught the average adult, which is like 
at least in my case, I'm in a male-dominated field, so most of my professors were males. So it was always talking about, like, the 35-year-old male with back pain. And it's, like, me in the background being like, but what about kids? <laughs> what about women? <laughs> so that's kind of how I got into prenatal and pregnancy and all that. But that's something to definitely look for is to see if they have that extra training. But also, are they invested in it? Is it something they're passionate about? You can always kind of just... You know, look at their Instagram, look at their reviews, see who they're typically treating. And that's kind of a way to kind of vet someone for that. And then with Webster Certified, people will always say like, oh, if you're looking for someone to see your children, you should look for that Webster Certified certificate. Yeah, that's a huge misconception with pediatric care is they'll come in and be like, okay, when are you going to do the Webster protocol on my baby? I'm like, actually, your baby's not pregnant. (laughs) Pregnancy specific protocol. If you're looking for a pediatric chiropractor, you can also find that through the ICPA. There's a whole bunch of training. It's actually like a postgraduate program of like 200 and something hours. So that's something to look for as well. Granted, most you know, Webster certified chiropractors, if they're seeing the mom, most likely they're going to see the baby. So in most cases, it's fine. But if you're looking for that very specialized care and someone to kind of support your your child, if they're going through something very serious, then I would look for someone who's certified as well in that. So if you're looking for the certification, is that on their website to be able to find providers that have taken their courses and are certified currently? Yeah. I'm sure you can like let it lapse. Absolutely. Okay, you can go to icpaforkids.com. That's the best way to find a Webster chiropractor. But if you're looking for that pediatric specific, you're going to look for someone who's got CACCP at the end or DACCP. It's just their pediatric certification as well. So there's a lot of extensive training. And if you're looking for a specialist, that's the best way to do it. So we're talking a lot about how to find these chiropractors, but what are the benefits of seeing them during pregnancy and then for them to see your babies? Yeah. So the biggest thing is just keeping mom comfortable through pregnancy, no matter what stage that's in. And some women that's, you know, from the get go. And that's something that they know that they want to have a chiropractor on their team. And some of them they are coming in last minute because there's babies breach and they're stressed out and they want to see if we can do anything for it. So it really just comes down to when moms want to come in, but we're here to support them throughout it. Again, just kind of looking at how their biomechanics change and what they're doing in each stage. But again, just kind of trying to support them through each part of it. So breech babies. <laughs> Chiropractic care is always like the top thing on like everyone's list of like, if your baby's breech, go see a Webster certified chiropractor. I think first we need to state that a chiropractor is not going to manually rotate your baby. That's only an OB that can do that in like yep. in a hospital. It's like you don't, your chiropractor should not be putting their hands on your belly that's outside their scope and rotating your baby. But what can a chiropractor do to help support potentially helping baby find the space to move into a head down position all by themselves. Yeah. Appreciate you saying that because a lot of times people come in and they're like, oh, you're going to flip my baby. I'm like, absolutely not. Don't associate with me with that. And please don't tell your OB that I'm flipping your baby. (laughs) It's definitely out of my scope. But we are, like you said, we're trying to make room for babies. So again, looking at certain soft tissue, looking at their joint movement, I always address to see like, is the pelvis even moving? Do we have a lack of movement on one side or the other? We know that the pelvis doesn't just do certain things. It's going to move how it needs to throughout labor and delivery. So we want to support that. But when a baby comes in breached, I usually ask, first of all, how far along are we? Because we know that until we're about 36, 38 weeks, Gravity's not even taking over yet. You know, at that time, and correct me if I'm wrong, that's when gravity starts to take over. That fluid starts to kind of lessen a little bit. And although we get swollen, we're starting to decrease the fluid within our womb. But that's when I tell moms, you know, and if we're at 37, 38 weeks, now we can start panicking a little bit. And we want to try and do some things and get you moving in certain ways. But when I'm looking at you, what I'm trying to do is just make sure that, that again, those joints are moving, but also looking at that sacro tuberous ligament and looking at the round ligaments that actually attach onto the womb. I always try 
try to describe it as like a hot air balloon, right? Like you have your womb, your pelvis is the basket, and you've got the different ligaments that attach to the womb. And so what we want to do is see that nothing's tight, because if you got one tight rope, it's going to pull the balloon in one direction. And if you got one joint that's stuck this way, the balloon's not going to be able to go with it. So it's really not necessarily working on baby. If anything, we're just looking at the mom and looking at her structures to make sure that she can support whatever the baby's trying to do. Let's take a break from this week's episode to chat on how Needed can optimize your fertility. My husband and I are planning for one more baby and we have a few months before we are trying to conceive, but I am 35 and it takes three months for an egg to mature for ovulation. So it's important to focus on my egg health now. Needed's egg support plan includes their egg support supplement and CoQ10 supplement. The ingredients were hand-selected by a team of fertility practitioners and researchers, and all of these antioxidants have clinical evidence for supporting egg quality and related fertility outcomes. So while my husband and I are not actively trying to conceive right now, we are prepping for our conception journey since I am 35. And so I'm choosing to use Needed's egg support plan, and you can too with code MAMASTAYPOD for 20% off your first order or three months of subscription. And so something else that could potentially help create the space for baby to rotate into a head down position if they're breached would be like forward leaning inversions or just any movement where the hips are above the head. That can also help to stretch and kind of release tension in the sacrotuberous ligaments, which are the ligaments that attach from your sacrum to kind of the bottom of your uterus. And so sometimes it can get a little twisted, which can decrease space in the bottom of the uterus and potentially make it harder for your baby to move into a head down position. Additionally, the surrounding structures around the uterus can also be impeding baby's path. And so that's where like releasing tension in the surrounding musculature. Ligaments can also be beneficial to give baby the space to be able to move head down. So none of these techniques are going to like manually rotate your baby. Like don't do it at home, guys. But they can release the tension to allow your baby to move into their best position. Now, if your baby is still breached after doing all of these release techniques, <laughs> you may want to consider what your options are at that point. So around like 28 weeks, if your baby is breached, they're more likely to still be breached near term. And so you want to start having conversations with your provider then about what your options are. So if your baby is breached and they're still breached at term, what's your birth going to look like? Is your only option a scheduled C-section? Is your only option? and an ECV, which is where your provider actually manually rotates your baby. Do they support vaginal breech birth? Do you want a vaginal breech birth or do you want your baby to be head down if you're going to give birth? And so explore your different options with your provider at the 28-week appointment if you find out your baby's breech. Gives you more time to figure out where you want to give birth because if your provider does not offer options that you want, it gives you time to figure out a provider that would. Those are just my like quick tips on breech. Chiropractor is not going to flip your baby a doula or a massage therapist should not be flipping your baby, but we can create the space to give baby the opportunity to like consider maybe going head down. <laughs> we can give her a best shot. That's why I always tell my mom is I'm like, don't get your fingers crossed, but we can definitely see if, if it is a structural issue, because if it is, there's stuff that we can do. And if it's not, then we'll figure it out. <laughs> so we discussed the benefits of prenatal chiropractic care, but what are the benefits for babies? Like why would we bring our babies in like after they're born? Yeah. So, I mean, it kind of goes down to why we're coming in. If it's just like a general wellness checkup, which I love, I love seeing my wellness babies because in reality, the pediatrician has a really important job, but they focus so much on organ health that a lot of times the musculoskeletal system and the nervous system gets left behind. So that's just one thing is if you're just having, if you have the means and you want to have baby checked, it's a great time to, especially right out, you know, right out the womb. Depending on how birth goes, it's also another thing that we can talk about, like depending on birth trauma or what happened or what 
pathway we came out. Are we a vaginal baby or are we a belly baby? And those are awesome. Everything's fine. It's just that we want to take different considerations based on that, you know, entrance into the world. So like my C-section babies, when I see them, then I want to make sure that we're on track for a lot of our primitive reflexes. You know, we use those, those babies use those reflexes to get out of the birth canal, you know, to get more aerodynamic, like the spinal gallant reflex. And sometimes I see with C-section babies that they get kind of delayed with those. So, you know, giving moms exercises to do with their babies to help promote some of those reflexes to be used. Because if those aren't, you know, gone through, essentially, that can block a little bit of cognitive development, which is important for motor development skills. So that's one situation. Another situation is like colic or torticollis. And when I say torticollis, I'm talking about babies that just prefer a breast when feeding or if they don't turn their head at all or you notice that they have a preference when you're laying them down. So there's so many different reasons. My favorite's, you know, a healthy, happy baby, but there's so many things that we can do depending on how the baby's presenting and, you know, just their overall demeanor. So for me, I this is this is how I figured out chiropractic was magic was <laughs> in my for me first because I'm gonna talk about myself first and I'll talk about baby. Uh, <laughs> but in my first pregnancy, I had horrible SI joint pain. Like I couldn't even squat below parallel without like being like agony. And I went in and talked to my doctor about it. I was like, hey, this seems not normal to me. And they were like, yeah, that'll just go away when you give birth. And I'm like, mm, that seems like a really long time to like be barely able to walk. Like that does not seem realistic. I mean, this was before Mama Say Fit. So I didn't have all the knowledge that I do now on pelvic girdle pain. And so somehow stumbled across like a chiropractor. And I was like, all right, I think this person can help me. And so I went and saw her. That day, I was able to squat below parallel without being in pain. And so I went and saw her regularly to, like, help with my pelvic positioning and all that stuff to keep myself pain-free. And then she also, like, gave me some exercises and stuff to do that were, like, super helpful. And then in future pregnancies, I knew, okay, I need there are certain exercises that I could do to help kind of manage pelvic girdle pain and alleviate it. And now I have a better understanding of like, how pelvic positioning plays a role into it. But like seeing a chiropractor was like, she was the only person that had a solution for me that was not just wait to give birth. And I know for a lot of people, that's what they're told is like, when you give birth is when it'll go away. And then they give birth and they're like, it didn't go away because I didn't realize that the things that cause pelvic girdle pain is my pelvic positioning, my biomechanical pattern. I didn't fix either of those things. And now I just have a new baby and I can't walk. So pelvic girdle pain is not a mandatory pregnancy. You do not have to be in pain. See a chiropractor, see a PT, do the Mama's Fit Pelvic Smoothie Program, just all the things, the old things. <laughs> now, the second time I realized that chiropractic care was magic and something that I wanted to integrate with my health care was my, so my daughter, my first daughter, Adeline, she's amazing. We pushed for two and a half hours. And so she had a little bit of a cone head when she was <laughs> bored. Very cute. I didn't realize how bad it was until like I was looking at pictures and I was like, oh my God, her head's a torpedo. Uh, <laughs> that's why they put the little hats on them to like hide it for you. So we had a lot of issues at the beginning with like the lash and I had like tons of nipple pain. And, you know, maybe it was because I was waking her up every like two hours because some nurse told me to do that. Roxanne didn't realize that I was more crazy. Anyways, <laughs> so I took her to see a chiropractor to help with the latch. Adeline was like screaming and then she did this like mouth adjustment and then she like instantly stopped screaming. And I was like, what was that? <laughs> and then like when I nursed, I was like, oh my God, like her latch is so much better. And like from what I understand about it and like correct me if I'm just making some things up is she went through a lot to be squeezed through my vaginal canal. It's a little tight down there, guys. <laughs> like, And so her little torpedo head came out and she was born and she was like, what just happened to my body and she had like her hand by her eye yep and so she just had this black eye so she's got some like 
some trauma that she went through. And so when she got adjusted, kind of the areas of tension that she had just from being shoved through my vagina, she it like got relieved because the chiropractor was able to kind of help things move a little bit better. And so like she was able to move her neck better. And because she can move her neck better, she was able to extend her head a little bit better, to latch better. She can move her jaw better because, again, she had a hand here. Her jaw is like right. She's got a small face, like giant hands. Their proportions are way off. But, like just, I love when you like <laughs> grab the baby's hands and you like and it's just. You go, <laughs> so yeah, giant hand, tiny face. So what I understand is the adjustment helped to release a lot of that tension, which allowed her the ability to move better, so she can latch. And then with every baby after that, I was like, I believe. And I took them to go see a chiropractor in the beginning, like first like week or so and like immediately after their adjustments they were moving better I mean as good as a newborn baby can I guess but uh, like they were latching better yeah and then for Sophie most recently she had this like crazy like walking crawl army crawl thing where she would only use like her right arm and her left leg to crawl and then the other one would just kind of be like dragging behind her and so I circled to the chiropractor that's here in the gym and he was like yeah she's just got a little bit of uneven tension and like did some adjustments, I did some massages, and then we also did some like off the record PT or off the books PT. Like I didn't actually pay for a PT, someone just gave some tips on Instagram. Yeah, uh, <laughs> classic. And it's not medical advice, guys. But gave me the tools to be able to like help her with her motor development, which again, like she's fine. She it wasn't like an issue with all of the babies. It wasn't like an issue like they were going to develop fine but I could help it be a little bit more comfortable just right. like my pelvic pain may have eventually just gone away but I could help myself be more comfortable right by like debate yeah it is debatable debatable but I was able to incorporate a new person into my healthcare team to help me having more comfortable pregnancy and to help my babies adjust more comfortably so I probably answered everything for you but is that true is chiropractic care magic? Do what is everything that it should be perks? <laughs> yeah, so you did a great job. I feel like I'm gonna take that and just put it on my website when people ask questions. <laughs> Please refer back to this. No, that's so true. And I mean, there's so much to unpack with that. I think the biggest reason I'm so passionate about pregnancy and prenatal care is that so many women are just told, figure it out, like good luck. We'll see you in nine months and hopefully that pain's gone. And a lot of times it's not. So that's what I love is that I get to offer that solution. I get to at least try, right? Like my biggest goal during that time of your life is just to be a support person. Like you're gonna have your birth team. I'm not gonna act like I can fix all your problems, but it can at least try and keep you comfortable. So that's something that I'm really passionate about and I love about my job. As far as everything you said when, when it came to you, yeah, like that's the biggest thing is just, again, keeping you moving and able to go to work and able to work out and do the exercise because there is a big misconception with chiropractic that the adjustment is everything and not to debunk or devalue what we do but that's just one tool we use and if you don't re like if you don't reset it reinforce it and then retrain it then there's really no point in getting adjusted um so that's great that you were able to incorporate all the things and you know have us on your team but also know to do the exercises after not only with yourself but also your baby when we were working on the janky crawl as we call it um but yeah kids go through so much there's so much birth trauma not just for mom but also baby and i i almost don't like the word trauma because I know that we always associate it with bad things, but it's also good to think about what happened and why it might lead to the things happening with your child or with yourself and the way that you feel. Um, so there is so much that we can do the with your um, baby with the cranial positioning. I see that all the time. And a lot of times I, people ask me, why should a baby see a chiropractor or what should I be looking for? I'm like, look for symmetry in their face. If they got one small eye and one big eye, <laughs> this probably looks really cute. <laughs> 
they got one small eye and one big eye and their head's off to the side. That's a great time to have a pediatric chiropractor look at their skull and their cranial bones. Maybe look for a myofunctional therapist and think about latch and how that all comes into play because all the musculature attaching to your head is also going to attach to that cervical spine or to the facial bones. So there's so many things that if you're not even addressing that head from the get-go, you might come up with problems later. So you did all the right things. I'm glad to hear about it. One of my favorite Instagram pages too kind of led me into pediatric care along with you guys with prenatal care. But uh, have you guys heard of like Connective Kids? Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's the freaking best. And it's a cool model because they have a chiropractor and a PT on staff. So they're incorporating joint movement and reinforcement and retraining. I think one of the coolest things about chiropractors to me, at least in my limited experience with, is that you guys are really about collaborative care. It's not just, just see me and yeah. pay me all your money. And I'm the only one that can solve your problems. It's like, yeah, you can get adjustment. Here's a PT that you can work with. Here's a gym that you should join that I know the coaches do a good job of helping you move. Like, right. Here's other specialists that can help you along the path. Because we, we all know that we're not the only solution to everyone's problems, right? right? Just one person, all their problems. And it's important that we understand the importance of having collaborative care and like integrating like other people into our team to provide support to others. Because I think it just creates this like very abundance mindset where there's right. plenty for all of us. Like, right. I don't need to be like, no, I can only have these clients, <laughs> only mine. Like, <laughs> like even for other like perinatal fitness trainers, like there's plenty for all of us. And if we approach it with that type of mindset, even for people that provide like different types of care, it only enhances our patient and our client's experiences. Right. And that kind of goes with like when people say it takes a village to raise my child, it takes a village to help you get through your, you know, pregnancy and, and labor and delivery, right? And that's something I always tell my patients too. If your provider is saying like, I'm the only solution, whether it's a chiropractor, OB, whatever, or if they say there's no other options, essentially, I always say get a second opinion or find another provider because there's so many options. There's so much research out there. And a lot of times they just don't know and that's okay. And sometimes they won't admit it because of an ego issue, but the biggest thing is collaborating. Like we need to work together because there is no one solution. In fact, the patient is the solution and we're all just here to try to empower you and provide you information and maybe a little bit of care here and there. So I think the one thing that may be a barrier for folks when it comes to chiropractic care and seeking out a chiropractor is that a lot of people's insurance does not cover right. chiropractic care. I don't know how many chiropractors need to take insurance. I know for us in our area, it's pretty much out of pocket to see a chiropractor. And so see, having like regular adjustments can get kind of expensive. I know like some chiros have like payment plans or like bundles and stuff that you can buy to get some discounts, but it's not always financially accessible to right. everybody who's seeking the care. And so outside of chiropractic care, like what would you recommend someone do during their pregnancy to help support movement, support their overall health? Like, let's say they can only see a chiropractor like once a trimester or maybe once through their whole pregnancy. What are some other things that they can do to kind of facilitate that movement and the health of their body? I think there is a huge undervalue of walking, right? Just like get up and go move. That's free. You can do that. You can walk outside even on a bad day. There's no such thing as bad weather, just bad clothes. So if you're in pain, try and move. There are so many resources, though. We kind of alluded to that earlier, right? Like it's 2023. If you need something, find it. So check out Instagram. You guys are a huge resource. I'm going to go ahead and like be a shameless plug for you guys, right? Like you guys led me into my career and you've led so many women through their pregnancies and, you know, postpartum as well. So 
find information. Don't take no for an answer and get on Google, get on different resources, ask other moms. There's so many Facebook pages. Granted, those can get a little ruthless sometimes, right? But trust your instinct. Do you have that mom gut, right? So that's that. Find out different resources. But I think the biggest thing, if you can do anything, is exercise. And I always say there's really no excuse to not at least do that because you don't need anything to do that. You can seriously just go for a walk. But if you can easily get accessibility to y'all's program or someone else's like that, that's the first place to start. I know that it is it is a little bit expensive to see a chiropractor. We recognize that. And unfortunately, we have to be paid for our time too, right? And like for me, I practice very differently than a typical chiropractor. I'm not going to see you three times a week for the rest of your existence. I'm probably going to see you like once a week for a couple of weeks, do some adjustments, do some exercises and see you on your way. But for me, because the typical chiropractic model is, you know, the old insurance model where we see you that, you know, three to four times a week, they don't reimburse me for my time. So that's why a lot of chiropractors are going more of a cash pay. And we know from just experience, even throughout other fields, that insurance is just kind of getting a little wonky with how we can even treat these days. So it's not just a chiropractor problem. I know a lot of PTs go through the same thing. I know a lot of pelvic floor PTs are out of pocket, but find ones that work together, find ones that are willing to work with you, you know, whether it's a payment plan or trading, honestly, we, I love to trade see what I can do for you. I'll do it for you. You know, I will always trade baked goods, any service that I provide. <laughs> Let me like a list. <laughs> Food, give me a massage, bring me a cup of coffee even. <laughs> yeah. Or even opportunity to write research, right? Like I tell my moms too, if you've got something that I haven't treated before, sometimes I'm offering pro bono care as long as that I can, you know, go back and study it and, and have them help me contribute to that. So ask. Don't be afraid to to tell people your situation or what you can do too. Sometimes when you communicate to me, at least as a provider, what you're able to do, that helps me gear my treatment towards you. And granted, I can't necessarily always allow financial things to come into play with my recommendations. I'm always going to tell you what I'd recommend based on what I'm finding, but at least I can help give you resources and find other providers or find other resources that are affordable for you. Like maybe you can only see me once a trimester, but at least you can do a fitness program or you can go see and have the stula on your team or you can do all sorts of other things. So I think the biggest thing is just being comfortable having those like hard conversations with those that are on your team. But that's part of having a team is to have that resource for you. Another really important thing that we should be including in our prenatal care, though, is having a good prenatal that is not just the recommended daily allowances, but the optimal levels within that prenatal. And it's really hard to get that in one daily prenatal. So Needed is our favorite brand. We took it during both of our pregnancies and our postpartums. I still take it every day. I have my little daily pill. It is eight capsules is their original like prenatal. It has the optimal levels that we need during pregnancy to nourish our bodies and help grow our babies. But they also have other options that I really love. They have a powdered version. So during that first trimester, if you do have morning sickness and you're not seeing a chiropractor to fix your morning sickness, <laughs> uh, this is a really great option to be able to add it to a smoothie or add it to a beverage that kind of allows you to drink it and not throw up immediately afterwards. So you're still getting your optimal nourishment without like feeling sick with these eight capsules. So check out Needed. Use our code MAMASTAYPOD for 20% off your first order or the first three months of a subscription at thisisneeded.com. And Roxanne and I only recommend supplements and products that we personally use and truly love. And Needed is definitely one of those brands that we just love so much. We use all of, not all of their products. We use a lot of their products. There's probably a few that we don't use. Um, we'll use it through a fly. We don't use the men's line, personally. <laughs> Our husband is too. 
But we use their products during our pregnancy. I'm using it now during my conception phase. We're both using it during our postpartum. And so we're only going to recommend a company that we truly love. And Needed is definitely one of those companies that has our full approval, if that matters to you. <laughs> I think that's a good point, too, is having your husbands take it, too, right? Like a lot of times we talk about conception phase and being just all about the mom, right? But dads play a huge role into that. So that's really great that they offer products like that, too. I don't even know that. So I'm so excited, which is crazy because I've used Needed. I love them, but I didn't even... It didn't even dawn on me. I also, speaking of husbands and partners, I also did uh, schedule my husband at chiropractic appointment after our birth because birth support (laughs) is a lot on their bodies. And if they're in about my postpartum body, his body was wrecked from all those hip squeezes. (laughs) (laughs) He was positioned. I don't know if you can see the picture of Baron's, like Gina's husband supporting her during birth. He was behind the birth tub in this like tiny corner. And if you've seen a picture of him, he is not a small man. He is tall and very strong. And he is squished in this tiny corner, just like withering in pain from his body being squished. And he's like, it's fine. It's fine. I've been in, he needed an adjustment. I've been into home birth where like the dad's sitting there and the photographer's getting a photo and he's like, this is my good sign. My muscles are flexing, right? Like, so they told Well, me. so that was, that's what happened. Was <laughs> I had this vision and Rox and I were talking about this the other day. This is not related to this episode at all, but you guys are going to get to listen to it because it's a podcast and we can talk about whatever we want. <laughs> so Rox and I were talking about the other day how during our labors, there would be a moment where we would think about the photo because we had a birth photographer. (laughs) And I spent a lot of time envisioning the photo I wanted for my baby's birth. And what I got was not even close, was way better. But what my vision was, was I wanted my husband in the pool with me, behind me, like cradling me as I'm pulling the baby out of my, or Sophie out of my body. And my two children are like next to me. Like that was the vision that I had. And so when we first filled up the pool, I was like, hey, you got to make sure there's enough space between the corner and the edge of the pool so that you can fit because he didn't want to get in the water. So my first vision, gone. Second vision, he's behind me outside the pool. So that was fine. We set it up great. But then we had to refill the whole pool because there was like toxic sludge in it from the hyperthermia blanket that we put on top. Spoiler, do not use those to keep your pool warm. They have a lot of stuff in them. Not good to burr the baby. It was like the inside of a diaper. So when we emptied the pool... And by we, I mean Roxanne and the birth assistant. <laughs> they pushed it against the wall when they refilled it. So they didn't they leave didn't it that same gap. They didn't know my vision. Put that in the birth plate. Like, <laughs> not hear that. I did not <laughs> clearly communicate this when I was in transition, trying to hold off pushing me, my baby out so I can give birth in the tub. That's and crazy. so my husband, I'm like, this is my vision. And he tried to be like on the side, like in like in the room. And I was like in mid, like, Ugh. I was like, no, you're getting in the corner because you're going to be behind me for this photo. <laughs> so that is in the corner. So squished in the corner, like squished, just crammed up in there. I ended up actually having to get out of the pool and give birth on the bed, but... Roxanne was like, "Are you? Would you like to get out?" And he was like, "No, I will stay here." Because at one point during my birth, he complained about the hip squeezes to me, and I was like, "I will murder you, and I will parent solo, all by myself." Um, and so after that, he was like, "I will not complain for the rest of the labor." And so he was crammed in that little corner. My husband is double my size. He needed like, adjustment. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So. In summary, he needed that adjustment. And so for those of you that are about to give birth, 
it's also nice to do a nice thing for your partner. Schedule right. a massage, chiropractic appointment. I think very appreciated. <laughs> Talk about like hospital <laughs> births too. Like those beds that they sleep on, the oh, sofa yeah, sensorly. They're, they're not comfortable. <laughs> my, I think I scheduled my husband a massage. You're kind. Yeah. I hope he said thank you. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember. I was so <laughs> out of it. Postpartum. <laughs> that was so, And I'm mad. Yeah. All right. So we did get a lot of questions on Instagram from people that had curiosities. Put me in the hot seat. About chiropractors. <laughs> so let's pull those up and we will read them to you. And then the ones that you don't want to answer, just say pass. I'm going to take a little coffee. <laughs> so reasons why newborns would benefit from chiropractor care, especially after tongue tie. So obviously this is one that I share about a lot because all of my kids have had tongue ties. Lucky me. And the biggest benefit that I've seen, like I've seen the magic with my first, because we saw a chiropractor for three months prior to getting the revision in hopes that it, we wouldn't need a revision, right. that it was just like tension and patterns because her cranial bones did not move at all, right. which babies, they should be able to move. So that like tension or lack of movement um, was causing a lot of issues with her latch. But then still after getting the tongue tie, but even with Joan, we saw a chiropractor before and after her tongue tie revision because of that lack of movement prior to and then after potentially could cause issues. But why would you recommend a newborn see a chiropractor other than my magic? It's me seeing the magic. <laughs> what are the benefits and yeah. why should somebody see some, especially for like a tongue tie or even like colic or like actual medical issues? Yeah. So tongue ties are really common, actually. I see babies quite often with that. And the biggest question I get, especially from dads, because they're like, why the heck are we here? We have a tongue tie issue like and you're focusing on the spine. So I don't really see what this is all about. The biggest thing is, one, can we reduce the chance of even needing a tongue tie release? And two, just preparing the body for that. Because we do know that if you don't address the soft tissue around it and the structures around it, we talk about tension a lot, right? Like a lot of times either it is, quote, tension or it's a lack of strength on the other side. So if we're not addressing that and we're not looking at the cause and the why of this happening, then that's going to increase the likelihood of that reattaching. So it's really just preventative at that point and just to help kind of support baby and stay comfortable. I mean, it's not the most comfortable procedure, but we can definitely try and make it easy for them. So in preparation for that, I usually like to see babies a couple of times just to make sure, you know, first of all, one, can we heal it without having the revision? And if we are having the revision, what can we do to help support baby through that? But other situations when it is just like infant care, again, just checking their musculoskeletal system, looking at their nervous system, just making sure that there's nothing there. I often find like brachial plexus injuries or that a baby's shoulder doesn't want to move, you know, especially if they have that arm coming out. Really common thing. So I think really just finding someone to do an overall check and just make sure that we're not missing anything. I will say with Lily and Joan, before we got the revision, we had the chiropractic care and my latch actually got less painful to no painful because of the adjustment of the with the chiropractor and body work that when we did the revision it was more because we know the function of her tongue was restricted by the frenulum and I think that that made it easier for me to make the decision to get the tongue tie released knowing that we did all of this like body work and it was truly like a functional like she just could not move like both of them could not move their tongue and the fact that the latch was not painful anymore made it easier for me to be like, okay, like I can wait and continue doing this body work to know that she is ready for this release so that she won't have the reattachment afterwards. Yeah. So. That's like the, the whole consensus of like conservative care, right? We can't guarantee that we're going to stay away from the knife or the laser or whatever else. But, you know, if we can try and help alleviate it or 
reduce the risk of it in the first place. And that's, that's just what we're here for. So you don't necessarily hurt baby by doing all this manual and soft tissue care. You're just going to set them up for success, essentially. And it's just so cute. I know. It's so cute. <laughs> I love my dog. So she's going with her little like chubby cheeks. Oh, she's so cute. So another question that we got is how soon can I see a chiropractor? It seems like during the first trimester, there's a lot of just fear involved. Yeah. Like, and I think that goes across like all like people are afraid to work out during their first trimester. Like people are afraid to eat certain things. And I think there's just like a lot of fear in the first trimester about miscarriage. And so do you do anything different for somebody in their first trimester to, is there anything important that needs to be taken into consideration or is it just you can be adjusted as normal or as you would normally adjust somebody who is pregnant? There's not much that I change. I will say that depending on the situation, sometimes I won't like put them into side posture, which is that like typical chiropractic adjustment where like a leg's up and you get twisted and stuff. Sometimes I won't do that just because I don't want to create torsion on the uterus or anything like that. But most cases it's fine. Again, normal process. I tell my moms, you know, don't change anything other than just, you know, don't eat certain things. Don't drink alcohol, whatever, stay out of a hot bathtub at first. But other than that, there's really not much to change. It's a normal process and that baby's protected by quite a bit of things. And I, I understand the fear of it, right? Like a lot of women go through miscarriage, but in that case, just honor that time and still just go through your life and try and stay comfortable. So I think the biggest thing is just feeling comfortable with that provider. I think communicating that you're nervous, that tells me a lot. Like when moms come in, that tells me, hey, I need to move a little bit slower and ask if it's okay if I do something. I mean, granted, I do that anyways, but just be a little bit more conscientious of how I'm speaking to you or, you know, different things that we're doing. So if you are scared or you are concerned, just go ahead and upfront communicate that to protect yourself, but also to give you a little bit of peace of mind and to help the provider. When is the earliest that you can adjust a baby? I have adjusted one a few hours old. Yeah. <laughs> I love you. It's so much fun. And they usually just fall asleep. And it's just like, oh, oh my gosh, so cute. So is it normal not to feel great after a prenatal adjustment? She, This person always feels blood. Yeah. Everyone feels different after adjustments. Um, and that's something I communicate a lot to my patients from the get-go. I can't guarantee that you're going to have pain relief. Sometimes people have worse pain afterwards. You know, pain is not a linear thing. And we don't only treat pain. But yeah, we are working on the nervous system. And sometimes that sounds very woo-woo. But if I'm focusing a lot on the parasympathetic nervous system, which is our feed, breed, relax, digest, you might do a lot of those things. A lot of times we talk about constipation with babies, one of the biggest side effects that I tell moms to expect is that they might have a blowout after because we are stimulating certain different parts of their body. Some people feel like they're like ready to go run a marathon or they do have a little bit of stress and it's because we focused a lot on their sympathetic nervous system, that fight or flight. So we are moving, you know, musculature, soft tissue. We are addressing things just kind of like sometimes you're sore after massage. I would honestly expect you to be a little bit sore, especially if it's your first adjustment or if you've been in pain or you haven't been moving, if you've been sedentary because of your pain. Um, so you never know how you're going to necessarily respond. That goes for any medical treatment. Um, most cases you should feel better, but it's okay to feel a little bleh. I tell people to go for a walk, drink lots of water, and maybe, you know, just rest a little bit. Or if they feel good and they want to go work out, my only rule is not to hit any PRs that day, right? Like continue to do the normal things that you want to do in your daily life. But if you are sore, that is to be expected. And I will say I got adjusted yesterday and I'm a little sore, but I feel great. Good. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, Savannah, for coming and hanging out with us. This is actually the second time we recorded this because the first time um, I somehow turned the recording off. <laughs> I don't know whose fault it was. It was, it was probably mine though. But so thank you for coming out again yeah. to chat with us all about the importance and how chiropractic care can be helpful for someone during their pregnancy, their postpartum, and how it can even help their babies. 
Um, you don't have to believe that chiropractic care is magic, but we think it's really beneficial. Um, hopefully it's accessible to you. If not, then there's a lot of other resources that you can do. I would say the most important thing, and I think Savannah agrees with this, is just move your body. Like continue to move your body. There's no one best posture. There's no one best position. There's no one best anything. It's all about how well you can change positions in your pelvis and your spine throughout your body. And that's going to help you have a much more comfortable pregnancy, easier labor, and then help you recover in the postpartum. So thank you, Savannah, for being here with us. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Where can our listeners learn more from you? Um, you can find me on Instagram. Um, you can go to at family and co Cairo. Um, so you can find me there. I do post more like entertainment videos, um, but you guys are such a great resource. And I just wanted to thank you guys for what you do because you make my life so much easier and you allow me to give that access to moms when they can't necessarily always see me, right? So I just want to say thank you guys for what you do and how you help support other providers as well. You're welcome. And, uh, <laughs> well, you're welcome to everyone else who now has Savannah as their chiropractor because we inspired her and take all the credit for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just give you all my diploma. <laughs> Thank you. We can hang it up in our gym. <laughs> this is thanks to us. <laughs> if you enjoy this episode, be sure to tell everyone that you know so that they know where to find our podcast. Leave a review so that other people know how amazing your podcast is. <laughs> if you don't like it, just move on with your life. You, you just don't tell us. <laughs> don't tell anybody about it. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by Needed, which is a nutrition company that's focused on the perinatal time frame and optimal nourishment. And you can use our code MAMASTAYPON for 20% off your first order or the first three months of your subscription. And you can check them out at thisisneeded.com.